Today's program is brought to you by MOFAD, the Museum of Food and Drink. For more information, visit MOFAD.org. So this is Polly Shore. I'm here. In, is it Bushwick? Bushwick. Bushwick, and we're here at Roberto's. And Roberta's, and we're on Heritage Radio. We're talking about food. We're talking about um, you know big glasses, and we're talking about all the man buns. And you're listening to the morning after. Episode one eighty nine of the morning after. I am your host. Sarah Kamen. I am here in studio with none other than Michelle Davis and Matt Holloway, aka Thug Kitchen. What's good? Hey, hey. hey. did you guys hear Polly Shore? Yes. Yeah, I say I, that every episode. <laughs> what did you guys hear about Polly Shore? Uh-huh. I, this is biodome esque in here. We have a plant. Yeah. Yes. Is, I do feel trapped. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> this is room. As yeah. you should. <laughs> this is room. Yeah. As you should. Yeah. You are trapped. You're going to be here for a while. But, but we got Get some liquor, it. so it's all good. It's all good in yeah. the hood up in Heritage Radio. We're going to talk to Thug Kitchen about their their new cookbook, which has just been released. Thug Kitchen 101, fast as F asterisk CK. Just kidding. It's fast as fuck. Just kidding. <laughs> 101. I was like, well, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it clean. Like, what are you saying? No, no, no. I was just kidding. I was pretending right. like I was going to keep it clean, but. <laughs> no, I remember happen? last time. All you, we swore the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. I'm like, oh, we're clean now. Welcome back <laughs> to the Heritage Radio. I'm going to get you some tea. <laughs> please. 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 Um, so, you guys might remember that we, we like to start the show with food news, see what's going on, if, if you don't mind indulging the news of the week. Uh, first off, oh. This is going to be rough for you Can't guys. Can't wait to hear this. Y'all, this y'all, y'all's is vegans. A woman found $5,000 hidden inside a Domino's chicken wing box. What the fuck? I know. That's like the best argument for not being vegan I've ever heard. Well, she didn't get any chicken, so that shit is vegan. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> the money is vegan. <laughs> that was a straight empty box full of money, so vegan. And We're it was, good. It so, was from Domino's. I mean... Coming from where I come from, knowing what I know, yeah, that, that's you know. that's not good money. <laughs> Someone, someone's gonna come looking for that fucking money, yeah. <laughs> and they're gonna, yeah. yeah, they're gonna hope they get some chicken. With it. Yeah, yeah. So like, I wouldn't touch that shit. I would just be like, this is not my order. I know. I mean, the fact <laughs> that she reported it, I'd be like, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and also the five thousand dollars that came with it. Oh. Yeah, it is a good argument for eating Domino's pizza or ordering from Domino's and also maybe eating chicken. Are you saying this is like the most viral marketing ever? <laughs> it might be. It's the most compelling reason I've ever heard to order from Domino's. I, I can't argue with that. Yeah, that they're that like, do we happened. spend $5,000 on advertising? No, just put it in a box, dude. Like, just give it to somebody. Like, yeah. It's actually really smart when you think about it. All right, guys. Apparently, the spiciest chip in the world is, is now available for purchase, but there's only one chip per order in a package because it's so spicy. Like, they're just gonna assume you will probably die. It comes in a coffin-shaped package. <laughs> I dig that. I'm just wondering, would you, I don't even know what's in it. It's the world hottest, world's hottest chili pepper. It's called Fear the Reaper. Does it have, like, the uh, the heat? What was that scale? The scuffles? The scuffle, yeah. The, does it have that? Yes. Yes, it does. And it, it currently holds 
the Guinness World Record for hottest chili pepper on earth at um, what you said, roughly 2.2 million Dude. Scoville. I can't believe you've heard of that. There's, oh, like, yeah. there's a unit, there's like yeah. a special oh, unit yeah. for ranking chili peppers. Yeah, I think Sriracha sits like less than 100 or something like that, so it's not that hot. 2.2 like, million, that sounds like a lot. That's crazy. Like the hottest sauces that I know sit around like 10 to 20,000. Like the ghost pepper. Yeah, I think that's like 60,000. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. this like has some ghost pepper, but it's like a combination of everything. Fire. Too, like, I can't imagine. There's a piece of the sun. Yeah. Like, would you I, eat it? Yes. I, I would eat it. You would. Just so I could. You like, couldn't sh- like, hang. Like shit it out. You couldn't hang. So when hang. Pe- people are like, how was it? I'm like, dude, it wrecked my butt. Like, that's, that's what happened. That's why you would eat it? Oh, totally. Yeah. This shit's fucked up. Yeah. That's weird. That's a weird reason. Like, that's yeah. a genuinely weird reason to eat But it. it's a great story. You could just tell people yeah. without just, doing it. You could just put hot sauce on your butthole. Just cut out the middle. Exactly. <laughs> I guess that's like Taco Bell. It's kind of the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Just if like, you wanted just a fire ass, yeah. Yeah. there are other ways. <laughs> you don't have to take the long road. Still, I know a direct route. Yeah. <laughs> route 101. Oh, Eat that chip like you give a fuck. Plug. Plug. <laughs> Plug. No pun intended. Yeah, no, no okay. pun <laughs> Food news is always so much more fun when you guys are here. Oh, shark. That's true. Okay, and then last, I don't know. This is like... How has this not happened? There's finally weed-infused beer in Colorado. But apparently, you're like, uh, um, that's not news. (laughs) But but apparently, it could be sold nationwide, I think. Is it CBD? What's CBD? You know, oh, guys, you know come so on. Many Do you know who you're talking to? Yeah. Like, I'm practically marijuana. Like, <laughs> like 98 points in marijuana, 2% water. Yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty close. Yeah. There's some quinoa in there. <laughs> what is CBD? So it's uh, the non-psychotropic, right? Yeah, it's, aspect. Oh. Yeah. Cannabinoid dye. Head. I forget, I forget the mercy. D. Yeah, but... So it's, it has the same effects as marijuana, but it doesn't like make you feel like all the. Bad I know things, it like, doesn't have THC. Like, yeah, so yeah. it's probably that. So it's it's probably the yeah. other one. You can get um, tea too. Like they have that. I got that at the grocery store just down the street from my house. So they have like a <laughs> hibiscus yerba mate tea with the CBD yeah. in it. They, that's what they sell in the grocery stores yeah. in California. Guys, come to Los Angeles. Yeah, <laughs> the future is now. The future is that yeah i guess well they they do cocktails now with it too like it's super chill we need to get it together as a nation nation come on all right well look look out for this beer it's called general washington's secret stash (laughs) it's from dad and dudes brewery washington was a big pothead is that right that's why he grew hemp well, but he smoked yeah. it too. He t- he wrote about it. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, you guys know so many fun facts. <laughs> Yo, I, we spend our whole lives on the internet. Food news is a lot more <laughs> educational than I would have ever imagined. <laughs> I learned like four things just now. No big deal. No big deal, guys. No big deal. I'm gonna let that marinate. Yeah. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back with Matt and Michelle of Thug Kitchen. There are over 50,000 Chinese-American restaurants in the U.S. That's more than three times the number of McDonald's. How did Chinese-American food become so popular? And what's the story behind their unique menu of dishes like egg rolls and general chicken? Brooklyn's Museum of Food and Drink is going to explain it all with our next exhibition, Chow, the Making of Chinese-American Cuisine, featuring tastings, beautiful artifacts, and live demos of a fortune cookie machine. 
Visit chow.mofad.org to learn more, get advanced tickets, and help us make this exhibition a reality. Again, that's the Museum of Food and Drink at C-H-O-W, chow.mofad.org. And we're back. You're listening to The Morning After on Heritage Radio. I am in the studio right now with my guests, Michelle Davis and Matt Holloway, also known as Thug Kitchen. That's right. That's right. They are the authors of Thug Kitchen, Eat Like You Give a Fuck, and also Thug Kitchen Party Grub for Social Motherfuckers. And now their third cookbook, Thug Kitchen 101, Fast as Fuck, has just been released in stores nationwide, maybe even the whole world. We're trying. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, our first book's like all over the goddamn place. Mm-hmm. We're working on the other ones, though. It's happening. They are here. Welcome to the show, Michelle and Matt. And hello, Thug it's Kitchen. Like, it's always, it's <laughs> always great to be here. I mean, y'all got like, y'all got beer, you got pizza. Like, this is What this else is do you spot. need? Yeah. We have all the things. Yeah. Now we have you. Aww, now you really have container. all the things. You guys yeah. complete me. Oh. Yeah. So this is love. so exciting. I, you were here before. And I think your first cookbook had had just come out yeah. like that very week. Yes. Yeah, that was a fucking crazy. That week. was like four minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what is going on with you guys? We're just fucking killing ourselves over these books, man. You're like, killing it. Yeah, you're killing the game of you. cookbooks. Yeah, thank our, you. Our first thank book's you. actually still in the New York Times. That's as as of this week, it's still in the New York Times. That's just not even fair. It's crazy. Like, no. Seriously, give someone else a like, chance. Dude, we didn't. Hell no. <laughs> We didn't even know. We didn't even know what we were doing, and like the fact that it's still on, we're like, "That's crazy." That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys were like such like young bloggers. Last, yeah. I mean, you're still very young because, like I said, it was very recently. Yeah. <laughs> you're no, like, I am very old and decrepit. You're now. like no. one year older. Yeah, I like. I like that we walked in. You looked at me. You're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" I know. Like, well, you you do have a beard, and last time you did it, so yeah, that's true. Lots of changes. Yeah, it is very nice that you are no longer anonymous, which you you were you were barely had you had just yeah. come out last right, time right, right, right. and now you're like very comfortable in your skins yeah, i mean i've like, always lived in this body but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like, like whatever last time you guys were like we're thug kitchen and now you're like i'm michelle and matt yeah hey guess what we're still thug kitchen. yeah we're still thug kitchen yeah. shit hasn't changed yeah. yeah so i mean just catch me up a little bit if possible i mean I cannot believe you have written now two cookbooks since last time I saw you. Our friends think we're dead. Yeah. That, if, like my, if it weren't for the New York Times, I, people, we would all think that. People, yeah, true. People, like, they just stopped calling me. Because they're just, they're just like, that motherfucker's busy. Nah, yeah, he's busy. Nah, yeah, he's busy. He's busy or dead. Um, yeah. You're like, but, like but I think yeah, it's I mean, a body double. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's been great. I mean, like, we've been on the road, been, like, talking to people, meeting fans. Like, we love doing that shit. Like, um, Yeah, either that or we're in the kitchen testing recipes. And, like, yeah, it's been nuts, but great. I mean, it's so much better than the grocery store. So you're oh, never going to yeah. get me to complain. Like, yeah. I'm not ringing up customers having people, like, spit on me. So we're good. You don't miss that. I'm not folding <laughs> jeans. Can you tell that anymore. I don't miss it? Is that, is that coming across? Do you still like? I, I mean, I was I was in the service industry for a long time, and I still sometimes have dreams where I wake oh. up and I'm like, ah, table forty five. I'm gonna have a glass of water. Do you still have dreams where you're like, ching, yeah. ching? 
<laughs> all the time. Okay. And I'm like, what a waste of a, I could f- be flying in my dream. Like could I could be doing a lot of I things. could be doing all, I could you be You could be eating the world's spiciest chip. Oh my god. It's I could be having sex with yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal and instead I'm ringing up groceries. Those, yeah. Some things will never change yeah. in our subconscious. <laughs> I mean like in, in my dreams I'm just folding jeans at Gap still just like stocking them and just like yeah. But wait, now your reality like is your dream. Like you guys made your dreams come true. I mean, it still feels so, so it's fake. It's a fever dream. Yeah. But it's, a, yeah, it's, it's, it's not bad. Like, it, hasn't, it is not sunk in. Obviously. No. On your third cookbook. Well, because we've been just steady working. Like, it's not yeah. like we go out and we're like, hey, everybody, like, got, buy me free shit. Like, no, yeah. like, there's yeah. nothing. Like, I mean, coming off jobs that paid us, like, fucking nothing like 20 grand a year like this is such the come up for us yeah that is. like <laughs> I mean, I, we keep waiting for somebody to take it away and so it's like we can't look directly at it like oh, yeah. So, yeah so like when we like left our day jobs for like the first book they were like well like how much do y'all make and we're like like 20 grand and they were like okay so we're like 21 grand to the highest bidder sold like we don't take twenty one thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it didn't take a lot people like think when they hear that we quit our jobs, they think like I left like a law practice yeah. or like something. It's like no, 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 no. Like I left hot garbage, and also they will take me back. Yeah, like right. I was a great cashier. Well, it's good to know it's there if you need it. Well, yeah, they won't give me a raise though. I doubt it. I, who who well, gives? You have a- to earn that. Shit. <laughs> yeah, New York Times bestselling author. Uh, we'll They're give like, you ten you're cents. You're not qualified yeah. for this cashier job. Sorry. Straight up. I know. Straight up. I know. Did you guys like move out of your houses and buy mansions? No. Uh, no. We live in the no. same place. Same place. We didn't um, change our lifestyles. That's our kitchen house. Yeah. yeah. And but my I had the same car too up until like a couple months ago and it got stolen. <laughs> And it was like a 99 Honda Civic. It didn't have a fucking stereo. The windows didn't roll down. There was duct tape on it. I'm like, who got a felony for this? Like, it's probably yeah. a blessing. Yeah. I mean, oh, I mean, they had to. T- oh, the AC didn't work. Like, they. Yeah, it was a huge blessing for me. When she she just straight up texted me and she's like, "Car got stolen," and I was like, "Best case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's the best thing that could have." I feel like you guys live in like a little like thug kitchen house together. <laughs> that's a, like thug kitchen and like blinking lights, we, and drive like a little like carrot car with like a thug kitchen. A carrot car. <laughs> we. I mean, like the Austin, the opposite of the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. She's she's like on. She's like East LA. I'm like West LA, and our office is like right in the middle. Like when we first started, like when we did the first book, we were doing it out of my tiny ass little apartment. Yeah. Like on the west side, and like my my apartment is just like it's a little bigger than like this shipping container. Like it's it's really small. Like in my kitchen's super small. Yeah. Anybody who says they don't have the space to fucking cook in their tiny apartment, like I did the fir- whole first cookbook on the stove in Matt's apartment that you can't boil water and have a walk. Like going at the no same room. time, like you can't yeah. do that yeah. shit. So don't fucking come at me with my ovens too small. No, that's a real concern in New York. Yeah, yeah totally. no, I mean that's like that's a, a very popular excuse for why. Well, no, they're don't like fuck. two people cannot be in his kitchen. Like you turn you turn around in one spot and you've seen everything. Like there's no walking in the kitchen. Yeah. It's yeah. not a room. It's like a closet. So if I could fucking write over a hundred recipes for the first cookbook, like your ass can fucking cook mac and cheese. Yeah, and that's I feel like that's sort of. Um, in a lot of ways, like the theme of your current book, yeah. like there's no excuse not to cook. Right. Yeah. And like, especially with people like we're putting more distance between us and our food when you have things like Grubhub or Postmates and like people that you're not cooking anymore. And like 
we're just like, dude, if you're ordering Postmates, that shit takes like what, an hour, hour and a half. Our recipes take 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, like that's why can... we wrote this book. It's just like, you should be able to make this like real quick. Yeah. I mean, what do you, why do you think so many people feel so intimidated by cooking? There's no education in it. Like, hmm. the, I mean, like when you go to school, like we learn things like, oh, thank God. Like I learned parallelograms because like not taxes, because when parallelogram season comes around, like, I, you know, I know how to do that shit, but like we don't learn things. <laughs> do what? Like you recognize it? Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's just like, we how don't. How do you do a parallelogram? I know, right? They're like, yeah. What, what the fuck is a parallelogram? Anyways. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. So much more useful than a palalara. But we don't we don't learn how we don't learn how to do like our taxes. We don't learn how to cook. Like it's just there's no. Why would we learn how to do our taxes? What would accountants wouldn't have jobs if we did? I guess. I mean, but like everybody panics in the spring. That's true. And and they just they just go to like H and R Block and they just have like a a stack of papers and like fix it. You know, yes, and please. like we should be able to do that shit. Yeah, I, it's a good point, but I, more for the cooking. Yeah. yeah, but I think people also they don't start thinking about dinner until they're already hungry. Mm-hmm. It's like you knew this shit was coming. It comes every day. <laughs> like <laughs> get prepared. It's a, it's Have some food in your fucking house, and then cook your ass some dinner. It'll be faster, and it's always better for you. Even if you think you're a bad cook, like you're never gonna put as much salt and as much fat in the food that you cook at your house than people will at restaurants. Right. Like, it's just not going to happen. And I think it helps you foster a better relationship with your food because you're like knowing you're doing something nourishing and loving for your body. If you're one of those people that feels guilty about like eating a shit ton of food, like start cooking for yourself. And that way it it's a nice thing. And it's yeah. like a fucking treat. Totally. Yeah. I mean, didn't Mark Bittman talk about that? Like yeah. the most revolutionary thing we could do is like start cooking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it would it would really change like all of our relationships with food. And I mean, like, people just going to the grocery store and not, especially, like, my friends, like, they don't make grocery lists. They stay away from the produce section. Um, like, people cooking at home. Like, when I started cooking at home, like, it helped me deal with, like, my depression because I was taking care of myself. And it and there was, like, planning involved. Yeah, and, so, it's, and it's a loving act to feed yourself some good food that's totally. going to give your ass some energy totally. for your hard day of crying in the shower. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you and you guys happen to be vegan, and your your recipes are plant based. But it, I almost forget about that when I'm reading your your cookbooks because it is so much more. Like you just do advocate more for like just learning how to get in touch with food and like learn to be sustainable and learn how to use like tools and resources in your own home. It doesn't have to be complicated. So like the fact that it has that they are plant based is almost like not like an afterthought. Yeah. It's not dismissive, but. But it is, and it's fine. But like, it's like it's it's not the it's not the point. It's yeah. not the sole point. Like it's so much more about how to cook. You know, really just nutritional meals that are not complicated and they can take get, place really quickly. We get a lot of people <clears throat> like trying to tweet or like email us and be like, "Hey, I've been following you guys for years, and I have like your books." And I've been cooking it for like months, and then I realized that y'all don't use animal products. What the fuck? Oh my and, god! Yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> That's so and, funny. And, and we're just like, are you mad? Like, I'm like, well, what's up? Like, like, how do you feel? Like, what's the problem? Oh, like, are you angry? Yeah. yeah. Like, are you mad? Yeah. It's just like, and and they're like, no, I guess not. I just kind of wanted to share this revelation with y'all. It's like, it's like, we we knew about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. Well, it's true. It's like, I mean, it's, I don't know if it says it on the cover. I mean, maybe. No, it it doesn't. It doesn't. The the V word? No. The V word. Yeah. I don't think, I think I deleted it off the back too. That was me. But it's true. I mean, and especially in this day and age when everyone's kind of talking about, like, what's the future of food going to be? You know, it's like we need to start thinking about this in terms of, like, 
you know, the climate yeah. and, and how many animals are going to even be available <laughs> and like we're going to have access to in the future. Like this, this needs to, this is not a conversation about the future. This is right now. Absolutely. I mean, like we, we get asked obviously all the time, like, why are you vegan? And, and like the more that I think about it and the, and the more reasons that like I stay vegan, I'm like, I don't know why you're not like mm. there's so like, why yeah. did you become vegan? Me, selfishly, it was because, like, I, I was having health problems. I had, like, really bad, like, indigestion. Like, I was waking up in the middle of the night and, like, throwing up. And I had to I had to go see my Wait, doctor. Wait, didn't you say you wanted to eat a spicy chip so you could shit it? Oh, now, I, now I fuck just, with no. spicy food. No, now, I'm just checking. Just yeah, checking. no, that's me. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not consistent. You yeah. found uh, a huge but, flaw in his logic. But, yeah, I mean, no, like, it was, it, for me, <laughs> yeah, it was a medical thing for me. And then, like, as I, like, went vegan, I started to feel better. And I was like, maybe I could go back to being an omnivore, but like the more like like you said with the environment, and like animals, and there's just a lot of reasons to like stay vegan. I was just like, yeah, like until we kind of fix where our food comes from, I, I'm not going to change what I do. But also, like, we're not trying to get everybody to be vegan. Like, I need you to eat more vegetables, though. Like, I'm worried about all of you. All of you listening. <laughs> yeah. Please eat some vegetables. She's talking to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why is everybody so concerned about protein? Like what's your what's your fiber intake, man? Nobody's yeah. regular anymore. That must like, be like that must have come from some sort of very successful marketing campaign. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because yeah. yeah. it's like, yeah, people. That's the first question they have for us, and I'm like, you know, you just ate enough salt for like two weeks, like worth, and yeah. like, but you don't give a fuck about that. But like your protein, you're saying you feel weak. Nah, though, you haven't drank water in eight years. Like you have, big, <laughs> you have bigger problems. That's true. That's true. My mom's always like, "Did you eat enough protein?" I'm like, "What? I think so." I mean, I, I've, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't know. Like, it's almost impossible to not get enough protein. Mm-hmm. Even like, you'd have to go out of your way to be have a horrible diet. But like, fiber. How salt, much protein's in that fire sugar, chip? Like, <laughs> like two point. Two million fire <laughs> like pure protein. Yeah. Just straight out of a volcano. Yeah. yeah. So what are kind of um the, the techniques or, or the ways that you went about coming up with the current recipes to because they all are all like what, forty minutes or less yeah. or twenty minutes or less? Yeah, I, forty minutes or less, and that includes a lot of inactive time of like maybe like a roasting or a boiling yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. Um so super quick, like you can definitely be on Facebook and cooking. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the same time. You can be on Facebook posting about cooking while you're cooking. <laughs> yeah, hashtag cooking. Hashtag yeah. blast. Yeah. Um but to come up with the recipes, you know, I really just kind of sat down and thought about all the stuff I made for dinner when I would get off of work. At the grocery store, and like the that's w- the crucial moment when you come home and you're tired yeah. and hungry. And like, how long can I stand? And I don't have a dishwasher, so it's like, how many pots can I get this down to? And so we actually have an icon in the new book that's just one pot, so you can find all the one pot recipes. If you're like, my ass is lazy, all I can do is make dinner. You don't have I can- a dishwasher. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> that's rude. That's rude. It is rude that's and awkward. also inaccurate. Uh, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> But yeah, like, so that's how we came up with a lot of the recipes was just shit we knew we would cook when we got off of work. Um, And also things that I know people crave. So how can I make it fast for you and have you make it at home so you're not spending all your paycheck on fucking Postmates? It's it's really interesting. Like our first book came out and everyone was like, hey, man, like, I I really like this and I I love your food. But like, how do I entertain for like people? Like, how do I? And we're like, okay, so like our second book, like we wrote Party Grub and we're like, here's how to cook like healthy vegan food for like a group of people. And like then after that tour, like everyone's like, yeah, well, you know, I don't have a lot of time and money. And we're just like, yo, what the fucking excuses, man? Like you 
can do it's it. It's one so, after you. Yeah, so, if I have to write another so cookbook. Like, <laughs> so we wrote this. So we wrote this book, and I swear to God, if we get people emailing and tweeting at us, like, yeah, I just like. I don't know, man. Like, I just, I just can't. Cook. I just I'm don't like, know what a spoon looks like. Yeah, it's just like, it's like I just don't have any knives in my kitchen. And be like, I'll fucking mail you a knife. I swear, like, I don't know what a, people just they got excuses. But yeah, I don't want to hear that you don't have time to cook. But you've watched all of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Your Netflix queue is clean. Like, you know everything about everything. But somehow, like, shout you, out to you Stranger can, Things, though. Uh, hello, it's a great show. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, like, how, how do you know, like, what your ex-boyfriend from the eighth grade's been doing? Like, can maybe hold up on the cyber-stalking and make your ass fucking soup. Whoa, hang on. I mean, ideally at the same time, Cyber-stalking. Like I mean, fine. once you get to that level like me, you can cyber-stalk as many people as you want and also have dinner ready. <laughs> Let's talk about you as a cook. I feel like um, your recipes are killing it. Oh, thank you. First of all, there's, a, there's about 4,000 recipes in your latest book <laughs> that you wrote in 20 minutes. Oh, Lord have I mercy. I mean, I do. I mean, as... as efficient as they are it's 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 cool to see how you've grown and can you just talk i mean how is that you've been cooking so much yeah nonstop. i mean obviously you've grown like what has this experience been like for you to do so much recipe testing three cookbooks in the last i don't know i've been having to work out a lot because uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, eating for 18 we people. Just constant, every day is just like <laughs> calorie intake, and then we just like oh, fuck. Like I gotta, I gotta go to the healthy. gym. Oh no, it's all healthy. Yeah. But like you know, I gotta, I have to keep eating it because I need to taste you know, test it all. But, um, it's been really amazing cause I've gotten a lot more confident, you know, yes. because I like straight up quit the grocery store to start writing the first book. And so it's like, I had a lot of imposter syndrome being like, Oh, I don't, you know, I'm a fucking nobody. Nobody's going to trust my food. Like I'm just a home cook. And I'm like, no, you know what? I do know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like I make good fucking food yeah. like, and you're going to like it. And your shitty boyfriend who eats frozen pizzas all the time, he's going to fucking like it too. So shut Matt up. likes it. Hey, kind of doing the same like you're doing most of the cooking and then you're doing the photography yeah and then we write everything together yeah Yeah. it's the same the roles are the same yeah Yeah. how how have you guys changed i mean just like how has the kitchen grown i guess sort of i mean you started like you were just you were really (laughs) we stopped shipping out our own merch ourselves and going to the post office like every eight hours what's different no i think michelle's right i think like with our first book like we didn't we just got like booked and we didn't know if it's going to be successful or not and like we just sort of kind of came out and, and like it was a hit and we were just like man like I can't believe people are actually still paying attention to us but like yeah now with this book and like the the second one was a bestseller and you know like this one's like you know it, it's well, tearing like, it up yeah so like we're just we're just like okay so like apparently we are we that good or are the people that bad at their jobs? Like, that's kind of the question. Think you're mutually exclusive. Yeah, I don't know. Like, we, because we read a lot of other people's cookbooks to trying to figure out, like, if we see one dish that shows up in a lot of cookbooks, we're like, okay, that's oversaturated. We're not going to do that dish. So, I mean, I don't know what it is. But yeah, I think we definitely have gotten, yeah, like a lot more confident and a little bit more streamlined, you know, like we know what the fuck we're doing now. Um, Dude, we could turn a cookbook around in like eight weeks. No. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like six weeks. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and also like with the first book, um, we didn't have as nice of equipment, obviously, because we had no fucking money. And so now, you know, we have a little bit more bells and whistles, but I'm still trying, you know, because I want this to be accessible for people. So using like one knife, one bowl, like a food processor that I got at fucking Target, like, yeah, because if all your recipes are dependent on having like the very best, 
blender out there in the market. Like people can't cook like that. <laughs> My blender is blessed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like if you, most of us are still doing the thing where you have to take the blender off, hit it on the side, put it back down, then put your spoon uh, in no, it see. and like so add I, a little bit of water. When it's, when it's going and I like try to stick the spoon down in there. Oh, and, and then you and hit the, the bottom because you're like, no, I'm yeah. Oh yeah. It scares the shit out of me every time. Well, like I, I still know that I'm doing it. I, I, I don't know. I will say like to your popularity, I mean, why I think you guys are so successful is because you write cookbooks that people actually can use to cook. I mean, a lot of cookbooks I own at home because I think they're pretty. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I like having them. Hey, like, I'm, I'm like, oh, I have this cookbook. But we're, like, we're guilty of it. Like, yeah, we, we but buy your cookbooks that I have at home, they've got shit on them. Yeah. Dog ear. Yeah. <laughs> they've got quinoa, totally. dried, and <laughs> nutritional I mean, yeast we, up we, in there. We definitely have those cookbooks that we buy and we don't cook from just because they're so beautiful. And, like, the ingredients are kind of, like, expensive or inaccessible. But, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. With this book, like, we did want to sort of split that middle ground of, like, here's how we can level up this book that's different from the other ones, but it's still very much part of the, what people are used to. Like, it's it's accessible ingredients, it's fast, yeah, and, and it's funny. Accessible and, you know, inexpensive ingredients, because that's a big thing for me, is, like, I felt so excluded from healthy eating, even though I was vegan the whole time, because all the ingredients and everything other people call for, like, I couldn't fucking afford it. And so it just felt like I was never good enough, or I was not, um, I was never going to be, like, was fully that? healthy. Or what was that one recipe that you were going to wait to cook? It was oh, like, it, was, it, was, like it was like a raw cheesecake. It was raw strawberry cheesecake that I wanted to cook so bad. But between, like, the 18 pounds of cashews, I needed, like, the jar of unrefined coconut oil, the walnuts for the crust, and all this stuff. I was like, Poor it's like $55, like, and I can't, <laughs> no. like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like, I just could never afford it. And I was like... I shouldn't have to dream to make dinner and like to make dessert. Like that's fucking ridiculous. So people need to tone it down with their weird ingredients and like get some real perspective on what is at Ralph's. But I, yeah, I mean, I love that. Like you know, that's what restaurants are for. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, and I, then I'm not going to make it for myself. Right. No one cooks totally. like that. At yeah. Uh, but we have to be honest about yeah. what people actually make in their home. You, you have bell peppers and you have chickpeas. Like, it's okay. Especially, like you said, when we're all working so hard, we're coming home, we're exhausted. Seamless is like, yeah. calling your name. But like, you'll be eating faster. Few clicks away. So like, easy. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm guilty of it. I get we're it. We're all guilty and, of it. And that's, that's why, like, when we were writing this, we're like, we have to, we have to compete against Postmates and it's like It's hard like to a, compete yeah. against that. I mean, yeah. you guys have presented a really, really compelling book, and I'm, I personally am, am very excited it exists. Oh, thank you. But, thank you. But yeah, cooking at home for yourself is one of the best things you can do for your health. Like, absolutely. It's, it's probably the best thing absolutely, that you can do. Absolutely. And the other thing I really like about um, your books is are uh, the the definitions in the back. Oh. And, like, <laughs> it's, it makes it so easy. I mean, it's like what you said when you first started cooking. It was so intimidating to open mm -hmm. up all these books. And you're like, what are these ingredients? And totally. where do I get them? And it's just like, I don't even know what this is. Yeah, like, but you guys really spell was, it out. I was trying to go vegan and I was vegetarian when I met Michelle. And I was just like, so what same question that we get tweeted at us and emailed at us is people being like, what do I need? So like in the back of our book, we're like, here's like the 20 or so ingredients that you need to keep in your pantry. You come home, you can pull out four or five of them and you got dinner. Yeah. Yeah. But like for me, I taught myself how to cook using cookbooks and you know, this, 
they didn't have the definitions and they didn't have all the stuff or like the how to chop guide like we have in our books. And so that's all stuff that I wanted to see. It is not, people don't, they don't just know how to do that. No, and I don't expect you to yeah. because I didn't. Right. And uh, like you said, they don't teach that in school. No, they exactly. don't. Except yeah. culinary stuff, which I hope, <laughs> I don't know for that's, sure. That's crazy expensive, by the way, which is bullshit. That should like, I feel like every public school should have like a, Cooking class, make that happen. Maybe, yeah. hello. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we don't we don't have a fourth book lined up yet, so like maybe that's our new mission. So you have some free time, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. this is what we're saying. <laughs> we're gonna take on the public school system. Yeah, but also in our books, if you notice, um, I'll, I'll say where you can find it in the grocery store and stuff like that because I was the person helping you find it for so long, <laughs> and so I'm just trying to cut that poor cashier break and be like, it's next to the barbecue sauce. <laughs> that's me. That's me in there for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> what recipes are you most excited? about in this book. So, the mac and cheese on the cover is fucking legit. Those mm. are hot sauce breadcrumbs. Do not sleep hot on them. Hot sauce breadcrumbs. Yes. Yeah. Do not sleep on these breadcrumbs. People. It's not like 2.2 million hot, <laughs> it's but it's like... It's warm. It'll get you there. It'll yeah. get you there. Um, the wine cake in the what? back. Wine cake? <laughs> Those oh, are yeah. my two favorite words. I've never heard them together. <laughs> right? Your life has been empty. It's been a shell of a real life. <laughs> yes, <it's> <laughs> Welcome to the rest of your life. Um, yeah. The spaghetti. Uh, spaghetti pie. Yeah. That's probably my Again? Favorite. You just did it again? <laughs> two of my favorite words. <laughs> yeah. blowing my mind. Here, I'll show you the picture. Little, it is so fucking Little good. secret about our books is whatever's on the cover is probably one of our favorite words recipes. Literally drooling. Isn't that awesome? Who the fuck wouldn't want a slice of spaghetti? (laughs) Dude, we so we've made that for people and like we pull it out of the oven and people are like trying to take photos of it and stuff and when they start to see you take slices out Uh -uh. of it, people are like, what is happening? And you're like, spaghetti pie, motherfucker. Like, yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. So yeah, we're really proud of those uh, in particular, but uh, the firecracker salad is really legit in here too. That sounds spicy. It's good. Yeah, it has jalapenos and stuff (laughs) in it, but you'll live. You'll live. Oh, I'm not worried about it. I'm excited about it. Yeah, what what else am I really, really We got a lot of cocktails in there. Oh, yeah, Ooh. we sure that's, do. That's something we notice, like, with health food books and, like, vegan books. They don't really have, like, cocktails. And we're like, why is that? I know. It's like people it's, think vegans don't drink. Yeah, so I no. mean, like, we do. We fucking rage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're eating good all day, like, you're allowed to enjoy yourself. Like, have a slice of cake, have a cocktail. It's okay, like, as long as that's the exception and not the rule. Like, as long as you're not having cake for breakfast and fucking gin to wash it down, like, you're fine. She's just, just described my morning right now. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's how I woke up, so thanks. Wine cake for breakfast. hey <laughs> I mean, it's in the book. Yeah. <laughs> and what about, you have this great index in the back. Like, what are the, what are the top five must have pastry? Pantry. Pantry staples. Um, for me, canned tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Some kind of canned bean. Dried pasta and yeah, grain. Dried pasta and like, uh, gotta have garbanzo beans. In yeah, there. and like an onion. Mm. Like, if you have those things in your house. Anyone can have an onion. Yeah, and you can have an onion for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if, like, if there's anybody listening and you have roommates and you really want to fuck with them, just chop an onion. Just Start sauteing it. it. Yeah, saute it in like a wok or something. So when people are like, man, that smells good. What, what are you that? making? You're like, nothing, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making plain onion. Yeah. You're gonna like Onions, it. bitch. Yeah, yeah get so what's out. for dinner? Get Might be out. onion pie. Mm-hmm. Might just be an onion. Yeah. <laughs> and they will hate you. <laughs> Yummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, well, this is exciting. Congratulations oh, on your you. third. I really can't believe it's your third cookbook and not your like one and a half at this point. It's nuts. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back with the morning after quiz. Cool. 
And we're back. You're listening to The Morning After on Heritage Radio. I'm your host, Sari Kamen. I have been talking to the lovely Michelle Davis and the equally lovely Matt Holloway. I'm all right. <laughs> You're fine. I don't know about lovely. But I'm all right. They are the uh, exceptionally talented and hilarious duo known as Thug Kitchen. What's up, y'all? There's people in the restaurant. The people at Roberta's. <laughs> we can see you. So it's time for The Morning After Quiz. You may recall this is uh, a very silly quiz. There are three different questions. Each question has three different multiple choice options, and you you decide what you think is the correct answer. So this week's quiz, your new cookbook is called Thug Kitchen 101, Fast as Fuck. But what do you guys know about Highway 101? Oh, bring it. The infamous uh, it. route that runs along the West Coast. Yes. I'm guessing you guys have both. Spent a lot of time on it. I'm a California native. Uh-huh. I wouldn't say I've spent a lot of time on the road, but more the ditch on the side of the road. Nice. Spent a lot of time there. He's yeah. a terrible driver. Yeah. <laughs> you just like to hang out in ditches. <laughs> All right. First question. Which of the following songs inspired by Route 101 is not a real song? Is it A, Surf Route 101 by Jan and Dean? Is it B, Black Denim Trousers and Motorcycle Boots by The Cheers, or is it C, 101, Always on My Mind, by Freddie and the Stargazers? I ain't heard of any of that shit. You just literally just made all that C up. or I B? I did I've heard of Jan and Dean. I'm opt out. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say C. I'm going to say C. Yeah, yeah, that's right. hey You're always good at quizzes. I made up only that one. <laughs> Freddie and the Stargazers. But I've definitely, I've never heard of Jan and Dean or the Cheers. I've never heard of the Cheers, but that was like, it didn't say 101 in the title. I was like, that's a fake one. I know. You're so smart. (laughs) Okay, which of the following is not a nickname of Highway 101? Is it A, the Screaming Eagles Highway? Is it B, the Freedom Freeway? Or is it C, El Camino Real? It's not C. We know it's called El Camino Real. We know that for a fact, don't we? That's not the one. What, what's A and B again? A, Screaming Eagles. Screaming Eagles Highway, and B is Freedom Freeway. Freedom? Who the fuck comes up with these? Like, I'm either, say either, B. either one of those is real, and they both. Well, Screaming Eagles, because that's. Uh, you no, know, because there's an Air Force base. Like, I mean, I feel like I've seen a Screaming Eagles logo mm-hmm. somewhere. But I like, don't know. Like they're, they're not a corporation. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's like a brand. Oh, but like, and B is Freedom Highway. Yeah, B. Don't yeah. say B. Yeah. 
Is, that, is it like the Donald Trump Freedom Highway? No, I made that one up. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, yeah, a nice ring to it. Well, because yeah. and you also don't want to be the person who says it's not the Freedom Highway. <laughs> yeah, like what if you're the highway? We're gonna get off, a lot of tweets. Uh, yeah, it's off the Freedom Screaming Highway. Eagles, no, you were right. Yeah. It's in honor of uh, the U.S. Army. Yeah. Airborne Division. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but there are all sorts of, like, weird alternative names, like, depending on what part of the country is called something different. Yes. Okay. All right. Last question. On the northern side, uh, what city does Route 101 end in? Or Mm -hmm. what is the Uh, northern terminus? We're going to get this. You are. There's a map in our book. No, no. Are you looking at it right now? No, because we stopped in California, in the California border. Oh, Fuck a dog. Keep going. Keep going, girl. <laughs> okay. Is it is it A, Tumwater, Washington, B, Manzanita, Oregon, or three, Moscow, Idaho? Uh, it is A. I, fuck. Uh, I'm going to say C. It is A. Hey! You gotta stick with your girl. This one is smart. And then, yeah. I mean, David, we need a bigger sound effect. She just got all of these right. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. See? The audience can't or... see all the balloons dropping from the ceiling right now. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my goodness. Oh my God. It's like the oh, Democratic National Convention <laughs> up in here. I'm just built so up mesmerized by the balloons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that air horn. Popping bottles. Nice job. Thanks, guys. Okay, well, you knew all about that. <laughs> These people that got set at the table, so guys like not feeling us. Oh. Well, Michelle and Matt, thank you so much for, for coming and for returning to the oh, show. It's such a pleasure to have you guys here. Everyone must go out and buy Thug Kitchen 101 Fast as Fuck as soon as possible. Do it. It is available wherever fine books are sold next to the barbecue sauce. Yeah, and also shitty books. Every book. Every book is sold. <laughs> We're next to shitty books? Yeah, and that's why you gotta get ours. That's the weirdest plug I've heard you do. <laughs> Don't get the book next to ours. Get ours. Yeah, go, go find a shitty book. Ours is next Don't to it. Don't get that one. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Alright. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for listening to The Morning After on Heritage Radio. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.